Welcome to another episode. I got Chris Ivey here, and we're going to talk about uh, experiences we've had with your buying or selling things that uh, you might find interesting. Uh, we're going to take turns, so I'll tell a story, or he'll tell a story, and then we'll go back and forth. I don't think we'll be topping each other, but there's an awful lot of uh, activity in this industry that that uh, there are still amazing finds that come up that are not, uh, that you wouldn't even believe it. But if you've been in the industry a long time, as, as both of us have, you you come across things. So uh, welcome, Chris. Thank you for being here. Chris Ivey, what uh, collection or experience was amazing that uh, that you'd like to tell our listeners about? Well, so I'd say that one of the most frequent questions I get when, when I meet new people or discussing uh, what I do for a living is what's your favorite, what's the favorite, what's your favorite item you've ever sold? Uh, and the interesting thing is my answer changes all the time because I've really, I, I don't think I have a one a, uh, of a favorite item that I've ever sold, but I do have a lot of, a lot of different cool stories and cool pieces that have come through the process. Um, one of those, I, I think the most historically significant item, uh, I've ever had the opportunity to handle was Jackie Robinson's 1947 rookie Jersey, which is a great piece. That's uh, awesome. Yeah, just, you know, because it's one of those that, uh, it kind of, uh, it's not only a sports collectible, but it, it it's a piece that could, it's, it's just, it's, it's it crosses over, history. right? It's a, it's a historically significant item that, that would be well suited in the Smithsonian. Uh, and so, you know, that, that was a, a lot of fun to be able to promote, uh, and sell that particular piece. But there's a lot of just cool stories that, that go along, uh, with it as well. Um, you know, different collections, different finds have come along the way. Um, okay. Yeah. That's it. That's your story, so I'll stick in that vein. We're doing this unrehearsed and uh, hopefully unedited. I'll tell you about the jersey I got. I got a jersey that was a Roberto Clemente jersey. Uh-huh. And if uh, those of you who have seen, I got a Topps fan favorite card from back 0405, wherever it is, somewhere in there, where they did a card of me. And I am in that Roberto Clemente jersey. Oh, wow. And so, and you and I have talked about this exact thing is that once you have a photo of something, it's recorded. Having the thing is not as important, and so don't don't think less of me. But I wound up selling it because I'd worn it. I'd already had the I memorialized it. I photo matched. Right, it was mine. But somebody else wanted it uh, worse than I did. Now I look back. I sold it more than ten years ago. I probably would have made a lot, lot more money. Um, and another true confession: I did not use. Heritage. <laughs> so I may also not maximize. Well, yeah, you haven't clearly left some money on the table. Then. <laughs> on the table. But, uh, but again, in this industry, I made somebody very happy. Right. And just like your Jackie Robinson jersey, I'm quite sure it didn't get chopped up. Right. Into something, which is, that's the prerogative of the owner to do, uh, the new owner do what they want. But that's hopefully uh, not happening. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, your turn. One of the, one of the, one of my favorite things uh, about this is, as, you know, we have a lot of people contact us to um, to price out their items. What what is this worth? Um, and so sometimes, you know, people have inherited an item and they may know very little about it and contact us. And so fairly recently, I think this was three years ago, we were contacted by a gentleman in uh, Austin whose wife had passed away, and her wife's father was an umpire for a long time in the 30s and 40s. Uh, his name was Beans Reardon, and uh, he had done. Um, uh, Norman Rockwell was going to do uh, a painting, and the, and the painting was called Tough Call. It was on the um, on the cover of uh, Saturday Evening Post. Saturday Evening Post, absolutely very famous painting, and um, 
uh, you know, they, uh, Rockwell, uh, Beans Reardon actually went to Rockwell's uh, offices, I believe it was in Vermont or Connecticut up there in the Northeast. And, uh, and when the painting was done, uh, he sent them uh, what they thought was, uh, was a reproduction uh, that he had signed for them. Beans, thank you for coming to visit me. And uh, so they just thought it was a reproduction that was worth, you know, signed by Rockwell that had maybe worth a couple thousand dollars. And they sent us images of it, and we noticed that there were some differences between what they called the reproduction and the, and the, and the final painting. And we said, Hey, will you take that off the wall and look at, tilt it and feel it and see if there's, uh, you know, if there's some texture there. And he said, yeah, there's some, there's some texture on this. And we said, we think you might have a study of a walk well. And, uh, and, and that could, uh, that could be fairly significant. So he, he hopped in the car, for, uh, that weekend, came up to Dallas to show us. And we were able to verify that it was a study. And we, uh, we estimated, we told him it was going to be worth several hundred thousand dollars, which at the time was a, um, was, was the correct estimate for the piece. We thought it would go somewhere between 300 and 500,000. Lo and behold, we put it in auction and it ends up selling for over 1.7 million. Um, he was very, very pleased, obviously. I mean, he thought he had something oh. worth a couple thousand dollars and had no idea he was going to come into a windfall like that. But it's just a, it, it's, it, it couldn't happen to a nicer guy. And Ooh. happy for him, happy for his family. Yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. Well, it's a game changer. Yeah. And you, you helped make that happen. Yeah, it was a lot now, of Now, uh, before Heritage and some of the other reputable auction <laughs> houses, that painting would have been acquired for a few thousand bucks by some dealer who would take it off their hands. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and, that's, that's uh, something to, that, yeah, so absolutely, unfortunately, lot, happened. Uh, yeah, yeah, that happened a lot yeah. back uh, in the early days. Well, my painting story, let's see, I had, uh, let's see, this was back in the 90s, probably the mm, 93, 94, there was a Sotheby's or Christie's auction, and there was a painting there, and Mike Jasperson said, hey, there's a painting here you might like. It might go well in our new offices that mm-hmm. we had built the year before. And I said, well, tell me about it. He said, well, it's this Mickey Mantle painting. And I said, well, I, yeah, Mantle, I, I like Mantle. I think he's iconic, but he, I'm Roberto Clemente guy. <laughs> he said, he said, well, you might want to, you might want to bid on this. And so he said, uh, give me a price, you know, that I can go up to. Mm-hmm. So I gave him a price. And then he called me back and said, uh, you know, why don't you give me a higher price? Cause <laughs> I think I can win it, but I'm bidding against a guy that I think is, uh, a very famous owner of a of a of uh, a team, the Yankees. He said, "I think I'm bidding against somebody named Steinbrenner." And so, and again, this didn't go for as much as what you're saying, but I thought, you know, I just can we just kind of quietly do this and kind of slide into bid and not sticking up the paddle and all that stuff, mm-hmm. but but just kind of quietly have one of the phone, you know, have a locked in phone line. And I said, "Well, you can go up to this amount," and he he did get it for that amount, and that's the painting that you've. Scene that that was from the Mickey Mantle restaurant. Oh, okay. You know, yeah. which has been featured a jillion times for everybody that went to that restaurant on Central Park. Very famous image. Yeah. So, one of these days, I'll sell that, and perhaps you can get me a million seven. Cause... I would. I would love to try. Absolutely. <laughs> it's an, it's an iconic painting. It has texture. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> it's an original. Okay, your turn. <laughs> um, I'd say again, from the little bit of the rags to riches type scenario, um, and this is probably the most. The most publicity we've ever received on any item, possibly that, that Heritage uh, as a whole, but definitely in the sports department. Uh, and that was in 2013 when we got a call from uh, Ohio from a gentleman that says, um, we've got some, um, some, some odd-shaped baseball cards, and, uh, and they look to be in perfect condition. And, uh, and Pete Calderon actually took the call. Uh, I think it was a weekend. It was a Saturday. And, uh, and he said, well, go ahead and send me some images. And um, they sent him images. And I remember Pete calling me into his office, and we said, 
there's no way these can be real. They're, they're it's in perfect condition. Um, and so we had a further conversation with the gentleman. He said, well, I'm just going to send you some. <laughs> so uh, he, he put, him, put, put a few in different card savers and FedEx them out to us. We received them on Monday. Uh, Pete again calls me into his office as we open the, and we had the phone, we were on the phone with him while we opened the envelope. And there was a, a Ty Cobb, uh, an Onus Wagner, uh, and a Cy Young. Uh, they were uh, known E98s yeah. uh, as their designation. And they were Absolutely beautiful and 100% original, and um, it was it was just an amazing. Did you contain uh, your excitement over the phone? Oh, well, he could tell we were. That's he wanted to be on the phone, so he, he knew he had something significant at that point. Yeah. Um, but we hopped on on a plane uh, within a week, and were there uh, giving the pr- a presentation to uh, a family uh, and and their 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 siblings, all of them. Um, and the, the interesting thing about this is that you know they were going through an estate of their uh, grandmother that had passed away, and she was a bit of a of a pack rat, um, and so it had taken them quite some time for, for this gentleman and his sister to go through the house. And you, you, get, right. you get in that mode where right. you're just tossing stuff out. Keep, throw away, keep, throw away, keep, throw away. And they're towards the end of this, and they're in the attic when they come across these cards. And they had initially looked at them, and they didn't look like baseball cards. They weren't, the, you know, they were smaller size. Right, right. So they didn't look like regular baseball cards that they had thought, and they just had. Candy, candy cards. Right, they were candy cards. Yeah. And they moved them into the throwaway pile. Oh. And... They had no, you know, and then Carl picked, the gentleman picked it, the box back up and looked at it and he saw Ty Cobb and he goes, well, I've heard of him. So maybe we better look into this a little bit more. But they were that close wow. to throwing away what ended up being over $3 million we sold for them uh, that was, it was a black swamp find uh, from 2013 through uh, 20, 2015, 2016, really. Um, so that was a lot of fun working with them and the family and that whole find. Okay. I cannot top the black swamp find, but on that theme, because we're going back and forth, you realize I used to live just a few miles away from where that was. Oh, I didn't know that. Was no, that it was in Defiance, Ohio. Oh, Defiance, well, I was, oh. yeah, I was in Bowling Green for okay. five years. So oh, wow. I was not for Northwestern Ohio. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I was there. That should have been mine. <laughs> <laughs> but when I was in Ohio, I did, uh, on the swamp theme, I basically, one of the finds I had back in 1975 is I found a case of 55 Bowman High numbers. Oh, wow. And the swamp aspect is that it had gotten some water damage. Okay. And so this was a... The, the the son or daughter of a of a confectioner, somebody that had a, a, a store, mm-hmm. and this had been leftovers had been unsold, and as you know, Bowman went out of business mm-hmm. after that, so I don't know that they could return them. Uh, but it was a second and third series it was some, which is actually good because Manlin, Mays, and Aaron are in the right. in, in the middle series there. And I now realize that we we did acquire it, we got a good price because the ones. We, I opened it up from the bottom of the case. This was an unopened case, which mm-hmm. was, and I opened it up from the bottom, which is where a lot of water damage was. Mm-hmm. And so when I opened it up and took out some of them, I said, you know, we, I'd like, this would be very valuable if you had, if everything was in good shape, but these are, they're, they're, they've been eaten by rats or right. they're, they're just the gum and all that stuff. Yeah. And so you're, I, I just, we can't give you that much. So we, we gave the guy, uh, well, actually, the other thing that just kills me is that I think what we gave him was less than what I could have sold the case box for now. Mm-hmm, right, right. But I threw away the case box, I think. Oh, wow. Which would have been the scarcest item in the thing. There wow. were unopened boxes, wrappers, and packs, and yeah. stuff like that. And once you flipped it over, the middle of the box, which was still thousands of cards, mm-hmm. were in good shape. I mean, they were unopened packs from 55. And so we did very well with that. But why did I throw away a case box? Because it was bulky. Right. Yeah. And I thought and it had no player pictures on it. Right. But that was, that was, 
I should have been thrown in a black swamp for, for doing that. <laughs> That's neat, though. That's so, love coming across stuff uh, like that. Probably had his kind of a happy ending. I mean, I, we did well. I had a, I had a partner on that, yeah. and, and, and we did fine. But uh, that was the best part of being, you know, kind yeah. of putting yourself but out was there. In the Wild West. Yeah, exactly. You know, like we put an ad in the 80s. paper, and yeah. he said, "Yeah, who who would want these?" We said, and you know, you think, "Well, wow, that was." But that, those were only twenty years old at the time. Yeah, true. So it wasn't like they were like your E ninety eight. So mm-hmm. any other uh, another story of something that you've. Uh, uh, yeah, just fun stuff. We've got an item up right now, which I, uh, okay. Ricky Williams Heisman is up for sale. We just oh, launched really? that auction. Yeah. Um, you and, see the publicity that he's kind of had a problem with his financial advisor that took advantage of him oh, no, a number no. of years ago. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's unfortunate. He's um, a special case, but yeah. do you get that because of your UT connections? Uh, actually, no, no. So this one, um, it's so, a killer item. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I graduated from the University of Texas in 1998, so I watched oh. him. I watched that season. This, if I had a, you know, if I had a budget, I'd, I'd, I'd love to own this piece, yeah. but, uh, but no, it's not, it's not going to, it's not for me, but, but I love handling it. Um, Ricky actually sold it several years back, yeah. uh, to, to someone that, uh, uh, buys and sells rings and trophies and, and that type of thing. So, um, you know, he, he, uh, uh, the interesting thing about this is it's from 1998 and the following year in 1999 and going forward, uh, the downtown athletic club have it, started having all the winners sign documentation that they will not oh, right. transfer, uh, the, the piece. So this is the last one that can be, be that can sold. be sold, uh, to, to the public. And it's a really well-known, as you know, Ricky set the, the NCAA rushing record that season. Uh, it was a great season for him. So, uh, being here in Texas, uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. I, I think that's an item that should go for, for over 500,000, but, uh, but not much of a fine story on that one, but just something I'm excited about that we're working on right now. Okay. Uh, last story here, because we're kind of out of time, but I'll just, I'll give you the dilemma that I faced in 1976. Okay. Again, I, I, my first price guy was, you know, the, the, the uh, book was in 79, the magazine was in 84, so I'm very, very active in the 70s. I was single, and I had, uh, as a professor, so I had some spending money. Mm-hmm. So we put an ad in the paper, I used to do that, in a, in a town in Illinois, and a guy came in with a set of 52 tops. And, I had a partner, a, a guy that was that we're, we were sharing the ad, and mm-hmm. somebody that I'd bought collections with, that was from Illinois, and he said, "You know, I know you're going to figure this out." He said, "He said I only want one card." He said, "Would you let me have the one card, mm-hmm. and you can have the rest of the set?" Okay, was I smart to say yes? Then, in hindsight. Probably at that point. At that time, I know yeah. that was the right decision. That was the right but decision. Now, but I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, of course. I mean, if we all knew. But what a dilemma. <laughs> right. What a dilemma. You get a whole, you know, get 406 cards, but not. <laughs> not number 311. 311, yeah. But I mean, that's part of being a collector. I think you and, and me and but all of us. he made the offer. He made right. the offer. He said, if I get that, would, what would you want for it? I said, well, you know, you know. He said, I'll give you the, all the other cards. Mm-hmm. We can all look back and, <laughs> and with regret to some of the stuff we've sold. Or you know, or some of the prices we've sold it, um, but that's part of being a collector. At the time, we thought it was the right move. I'm not going to tell you what I paid for it, <laughs> or for the whole thing. But you know, that was, uh, you know, the, those were the days. Again, that was pre-price guides. But mm-hmm. uh, uh, I think that uh, my my old company and the current Beckett Media is doing a, a service to try to help people know what uh, what cards are worth. I think Heritage is also providing a service to help people, especially on these things that are just. That are very rare, unique, and very expensive, and yeah. unique. So yeah. keep up the good work and, and keep looking, and maybe we'll do another podcast in, uh, in in the future where we'll talk about some other finds. So very good. Enjoyed being with you, and uh, again, thanks, listeners, for listening, and we'll be back again tomorrow.